the CEO of your life in biz? I'm Emily Alderson, and I'm on a mission to elevate the beauty industry one success story at a time. If knowledge is power and seeing is believing, imagine what could happen if you expanded your mind to the possibilities. What kind of shift could you make happen? This is Stories with Stylists. bubbly water (laughs) yeah I always have all the things okay okay hello hello and welcome to another episode so happy to have Melissa here of Wild Beauty um this is gonna be a fun one she's gonna take us on a really interesting journey and give her very unique perspective to our industry so Melissa thanks so much for being here thank you I am like I'm so excited to be here I'm so excited to like meet you face to face finally or face to face through the screen (laughs) (laughs) I love interacting this way so I always ask my guests the um, first question where are you from and what led you to cosmetology okay so I'm from Salt Lake City Utah and um, I started hair school when I was 16 and it wasn't anything that I thought that I wanted to do Um, my my best friend all growing up she always wanted to do hair and she always talked about it and when we were, I think when we were 15, we got our hair done at like the salon in Salt Lake, Jagged Edge. And it was like so fun. It was so fun. And um, we got the opportunity to go in high school and she was like, just do it with me. It'll be fun. And, and I just kept thinking of like, you know what? It was really fun at Jagged Edge. Like, I think that could be something that I could do and just like get me through college or something. You know, I was always more interested in like, I thought I'd be a nutritionist or um, a personal trainer. I was more interested in like the body, but when I started doing it, I just was kind of like naturally good at it. And then I ended up working at Jagged Edge and they just became like my family at the time and just sort of like stayed in it. And here I am 16 years later. So (laughs) amazing. So you finished right out of high school then? Yeah, I actually finished before I would have graduated. I graduated a little bit early and finished hair school like around that same time and so, you went when I was like, straight into Jagged Edge were you assisting or what did life look like post you got your license now what yeah so they actually opened a second location and so when I got the job there um they they told me it was for the other location which wouldn't be for like six months so it actually in that time I went and worked at like a supercuts just mm-hmm. to be getting experience and I hated it really bad I definitely had some like horror stories but I think it was good to just like build my confidence a little bit in that way of just getting people in and out um and I didn't I didn't actually I think assisting programs are so beautiful or mentoring under someone and I kind of like unofficially assisted and mentored with the owner of Jagged Edge but it wasn't like at that time like a like a full program um just from kind of like shadowing him from working next to him I I learned a lot from him Mm-hmm. What did you feel like? Um, did you feel drawn in any way to a pers- like a particular aspect in the industry, like cutting or coloring, or I like what they're doing over here? Um, I think you know I was always confused as to why I was like always like I knew I I didn't ever feel like hair 
it was what excited me, you know, and I was like good at everything, but there wasn't, I didn't like, I wasn't like on my phone at night looking up colors or cuts or anything. I think it was honestly my connection with my clients mm. that was what was my main connection to doing hair, you know? Yeah. And I, I loved it as a creative outlet, but it wasn't exactly the hair or even the beauty industry that drew me in. It was just working with people and being in a fun environment, really. How long did you work there? I was there, let's see, started in 2006 and left in 2012 when I left Utah. So six years. Nice. Let's talk about that transition a little bit. Tell us out of Utah and then kind of your journey from there. Yeah. So I left Utah in 2012 to, to travel, um, and was going to be doing a bike tour. The plan was to do a bike tour down to Argentina. Um, but that didn't end up happening. I was traveling with someone at the time and we ended up breaking up, but we had beautiful five months on the road. And then I kept backpacking, um, where I went backpacking in Southeast Asia. And then I did came back to the States and did another bike tour from Washington to Tahoe. And well, I wasn't planning on ending in Tahoe, but I just like, it pulled me in like a magnet and I've been here ever since. So, um, I, when I left Utah, I didn't think I was going to be doing hair again. And when I got to Tahoe, I was like, I'll just get a random, like, I'll just be a a ski, ski, ski bum and get just like a ski job. And so I got, I got the job and, um, was going to start going through the training, but they wanted me to take out my piercings. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to take out my piercings for $8 an hour when I have like a skill, you know? So I started doing hair again, but it, again, still, it wasn't like, there was always something that didn't feel like my truth because I hadn't figured out how to bring myself to it, you know, and the mainstream beauty industry doesn't like the way that it's portrayed isn't totally me, you know? And I hadn't tapped into the, the, be- the real beauty of it, the real beauty of it yet. So I kind of just started doing it again because I had it. And again, I loved my connection with my clients, but it still kind of felt like this little bit of a lie in my life, you know, mm-hmm. at that time. Um, will you talk a little bit about that kind of like guttural instinct to just leave behind everything you had built and then the feelings around going back to it? Like, did it feel conflicting at all? What did you kind of tell yourself? How did you navigate through those? Yeah. um, Tell me the first part of your question again. When you left, you know, you spend your career building a clientele and then you just left. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, you know, I had a full clientele. I had a house. I had, I had been working in my life to build up these things, you know, but something switched in me and I, I realized like, well, I started hearing about travel, like, you know, I'd been on vacation, but I didn't really know about long-term travel. And I started hearing about it and hearing these stories and it just like something inside me, like remembered, like it was like a remembrance of like, I'm meant to do that, you know? And, um, so I just got it in, in my head and the person I was dating at the time, we started planning this trip and our lives became revolved around that. And when it came time to do the trip and I started shedding my stuff, like packing my whole house into like a few containers, you know, and like the moment that I sold my car, it was probably the, 
it was just something I'll never forget that feeling. It just was like all these things that I'd worked for and now like shedding them made me feel richer than when I had them, you know? Ooh, so I started tapping into me, the like, big chills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started tapping into, that was the first time I started tapping into like what I feel is real abundance within. Mm. And sometimes our, it, our physical items kind of can block us from our abundance because mm-hmm. it's either they're not a reflection of us or they're kind of a distraction from what is really within us. So anyway, when I started like getting rid of everything, it started like just really connecting me to my, to my truth, to like my, my deeper, deepest self, you know? And, and then, yeah, when I came back to doing hair, I did, I, I was like, I was, I had some shame around it because I had really like tapped into this rich, rich way of living without much, like just really connecting with the earth and, um, experience becoming rich in experience. And I, I didn't believe that the beauty industry was for me. I felt like it was, um, focus on vanity and outer, like just outer appearance without the acknowledgement of inner beauty, you know? And so when I started doing hair again, I, I think I had like some, some guilt. Like I loved my clients so much. That has always been so pure and true, but I felt a little bit of guilt of like, I'm lying to them kind of, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't until a few years later when I ended up opening my space and really, really like bringing myself to it. And then also like learning to get space held for me, you know, cause I think so many of us in the industry, we are only behind the chair and we're the space holders, you know, we're the ones that listen. We're the ones that you know, people vent to were the ones that people come to. And I always put myself in that role. And it was rare that I got space held for me, especially within the beauty industry, which is fun. You know, I was a hairstylist. You wouldn't know as a hairstylist, like I didn't really see value in it. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm really glad that people pay me, but I wouldn't ever go pay for these things, you know? And now it's completely different. Like I go and pay full price for a haircut. Like I go to a different salon. I want the whole experience. You know, I want space held for me. I want to drink my champagne. And, you know, now I see the value in it. And now I can, and it feels like completely different showing up behind the chair instead of feeling like guilty and like shame. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a beautiful thing that I get to give to my clients, you know, cause I know how it feels now, you know? It's so, so. funny you say that. Cause I just wrote a post the other day about that because I, um, I'm going to get my hair done with one of my old coworkers. And in the past we had like swapped services. And so when I made an appointment with her, she's like, you're okay that I charge you right since we're not like swapping. And I was like, heck yeah, I want the full client experience, you know, I want to feel that way. And I think it is that energetic exchange of money and time and giving and receiving, you know, you have to have both. And I feel like I can show up better and be more comfortable receiving the money that my clients pay me because I know how awesome it feels to be that client getting those services you know we go to our jobs every day because it's our jobs but this Mm -hmm. is just a couple hours out of their day and it may be so necessary they may have been looking forward to it for so long and yeah it's 
I, I think the value of like going to another salon and just seeing what other people do, you know, totally. Research, <laughs> if nothing totally. else. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so big. Like I really, I love paying for it. Like I, I, I do like, I love giving my money and being like, I, I earn this money and I'm happily giving it to you. And I love this experience and yeah, I get so much out of it. So I love offering that to my clients. I love giving them an experience, you know, cause I do know that it is like, they're not in here every day and I want them to feel like really feel it when they're here. Yeah. So, yeah. When did you decide to open up your own space and how did you work through that? So let me think of what year. So I arrived in Tahoe in 2013 and I think Let's see. I think in 2016 is when I decided to open my space. I was actually on another little bike tour, um, just on the coast. And, you know, you have a lot of time in your head sitting on your bike for eight hours a day, you know, and something just came to me and it was like, you need to open your own space. You need to open your own space. And I was like, what? Like, you know, I had no plans of doing that. And, um, and it was originally, when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I started talking to a few other people and the concept was going to be different. And I, I wasn't even actually going to be doing hair. Um, but then they like backed out and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm in this, I'm invested, you know? So I guess I'm just going to do what I know and do hair, but I didn't, it's interesting because now I feel like for the first time I could like write a business plan, but I didn't open my business even knowing what it was supposed to be. I just opened it and was like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. You know, I, I really feel that we remember in our souls what we're supposed to do. And when we, you know, we, we get little breadcrumbs, we get little clues. And I just remembered that I was supposed to open this, but I didn't, I didn't know my, you know, I was shown it in the way that my brain could comprehend at the time, mm-hmm. but it's changed. And I've had to, you know, follow the breadcrumbs, follow the breadcrumbs, follow the breadcrumbs. And now I feel like, okay, I actually feel like I know what the space is for. Um, and it took, it took a kind of a lot of trial and error, but it feels so good to feel like I followed my soul. Like I didn't just go out and do something that other people were doing or whatever. Like I just followed my soul every step of the way. And I feel like my my vision and, you know, my, um, just the vibe here became more clear and more clear and more clear. So, um, you're a human design. Do you know? I am a generator. What are you? Manifesting generator. Manifesting generator. Yeah. yeah. So generator what did you, is like, what did like, you think I was? I was just curious. Did you have an idea? No. Okay. No, I mean, <laughs> No, because I always feel like you think you could know, but a lot of times people live outside of their design and then that's where they kind of like hit burnout and stuff because they're not like living their design, but generator is like long-term. So like you have like this full vision, you know, for what it is and now it's coming to fruition, which is really cool. Yeah, totally. And I think that like for like, I'm doing hair in a very aligned way right now. But when I was just showing up at a salon that, you know, I, I've always worked at amazing salons, but when I was here in Tahoe, the ones I worked at in the beginning, like they, they were great, but that it wasn't aligned with, with me. And I didn't, you know, something just felt off, you know, I had to come and create my own thing for it to be aligned, but 
when I was doing hair in those spaces, um, and, and just me not knowing how to bring my full self to, to it yet, I did feel out of alignment with my design. You know, I wasn't listening to my, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel like I feel very, I feel like following my, even before I knew about human design, I feel like I've, I've, ever since I traveled and like lived on the road, I feel like I started following my design even before I knew it, you know, and, and really listening to that. Yeah. And I didn't always listen, but when I did, I knew, you know? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Cause you gave yourself that space to just be mm-hmm. and just listen and just explore what the possibilities could be because you know we are souls living a human experience like we do have real things like jobs and paying bills and all of these things like those are all real um but yeah we get these little nudges and I love how you say like following the breadcrumbs because yeah sometimes you just have to try we're not getting these little nudges for no reason (laughs) totally totally and sometimes I think we get we can get this idea of where we think the breadcrumbs are leading us and it ends up being this totally different direction. You know, I think our breadcrumbs are leading us to our next step. So Mm -hmm. I think like not being too attached to outcomes is great. You know, I think seeing, seeing things through, but also being willing to course correct when it, you know, Mm -hmm. when your breadcrumbs lead you a different place than you thought they were going to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cause it's not always like, it may not be what you want or expect, but it's, a necessary part of the journey. Yeah, totally. Totally. So cool. So how did you come up with wild beauty and what does that mean to you? Yeah. So, so my space is called Rome Wild, and that is, that is, it just came through so strongly to me that that was what it's supposed to be. And here, I'll show you the logo I have on my little mug here. Um, so Rome Wild and like what this represented is essentially the same as, as wild beauty, but um, like living from our core essence here, which is the sun and letting that radiate out, letting that radiate out into the world. And um, so, yeah, just going through our roaming wild through our life um, in that, in that place of being connected to our authentic essence. So, so I, like I said, when I came up with Rome, I didn't know all the, all the, what this is supposed to be. Cause I'm actually going in a, di- a different direction. Like I'm still doing hair out of here, but I'm converting the front into more of a retail experience, um, um, catered to clean beauty, sacred self-care, um, and j- just beauty inspired by the elements, you know? And so anyway, this is all coming through. And like, this is, like I said, I can kind of, I could create a business plan now where I couldn't before. So Rome Wild came, came through first and I feel like my energy has sort of been this, like my path has been kind of this, um, like spiral sort of energy and so it's definitely not linear. Um, and I, I kind of see these patterns where I'll get like a burst of clarity for one little part of my life and I'll make some movement there. And then it, it'll kind of be like, okay, you're, you're supposed to pause in this area and I'll get some clarity for this other area. Cause I feel like I have all these different pieces and now they're coming together. Mm-hmm. My path is not like, oh, you're going to be a doctor. And this is how you become a doctor. You go to medical school and you do this, you know? So I've had all these different, <laughs> I've had to do a lot of listening and a lot of just being okay with the process. Cause sometimes it can, I don't know. Sometimes my ego is like, this looks so messy from the outside. You know, <laughs> if yeah. I'd just been doing one thing and putting my energy into one thing, it would be much further. But 
I'm so happy, like I said, with seeing it all come together. So anyway, um, so Rum Wild came through and um, so I opened my space and was doing hair here and I, I started to feel so much better about doing hair, but was still like, you know, I, I feel that I'm going to transition out of it. Um, and I experimented with different things at, at the space. I'm really passionate about community, about village and, um, and again, nurturing that inner beauty. So I started having, um, different guests host workshops here. I wasn't leading any of them, but I was, I loved being like this. I still felt like the creating a the facilitator, space, mm-hmm. you know, like I love creating spaces for people. So I always, whenever we had events here, I always got that, uh-huh, from my sacral, like, that was a big, like, uh-huh, you know, so for a moment, I was like, maybe this is meant to be more of like a, like a yoga studio type thing, you know, yoga, um, meditation, like, workshops, and um, I followed a few breadcrumbs, and like, that wasn't it, and so I just kept doing hair still, and um, a lot, or let's see, two years ago, I I started looking on kind of like, I've always had a, 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 an interest in homes. Like when I was young, I had a subscription to like log home living. <laughs> and I'm always just like looking on Zillow. And I found this house um, about an hour away in this area called the Sierra Valley. And it's just like so gorgeous out there. And, um, but it was like, it was a foreclosure and it was a total mess. But when I, I, something in me was like, you have to look at this house. You have to look at, at this house. So when I went out and looked at it, it just like, I knew my soul connected with the soul of the house. And it was like, you're supposed to bring me back to life. Like I just saw this vision of what it was supposed to be. Like, you know, when you look at someone's hair and you can see what it could be underneath mm-hmm. what's there. <laughs> so I saw that with this house and anyway, ended up buying the house in an auction, started this, this process of remodeling it. And it was a really intense process of doing it during a winter, a ta- I live in Tahoe or, you know, I have lived in Tahoe and we have crazy winters. So it was a big challenge, but the process was so beautiful for me. And my home, once I was out in my home, it brought me so much medicine. And I feel like my remembering and my downloads started to become clearer and clearer and clearer. And I started getting more breadcrumbs and more breadcrumbs and more breadcrumbs. And, um, so following the breadcrumbs, I suddenly felt this knowing that like, Oh, you need to start coaching. You need to start working one-on-one with women. So I knew that coaching wasn't the right word, but that was just how it was shown to me. So I started working one-on-one with women and, um, I, as I was doing it, it was so beautiful and it was received so well, but I knew that it was kind of a, like, I know I'm just gathering data for something. I'm gathering data for something. This isn't like, this isn't the end all be all for me. And I still had this feeling that everything would tie together, you know, cause at this point I'd been like, Oh, Rome is just, I'm just coming to do hair, but I wasn't putting much focus in it. So, um, So as I'm following the breadcrumbs and coaching and, you know, out at my house and kind of like doing all these things, then I get uh, the feeling that I need to like take a pause. And, and so I stop working one-on-one with women and coaching. And, um, that's kind of around the time that COVID hit earlier this year. And, um, I just, I think, I think, I think a little, during, as I was coaching, I had 
I had the layout of this course called the wild beauty way. And I was like, this will be my first course. This will be my first course. And I kind of like would weave elements into my coaching, but I didn't realize that that was supposed to be the work. The wild beauty way was like supposed to be the work. And like, whenever I would say coach, I'm a coach or talk about it, I do coaching. It felt weird. Like, I think the coaching Mm -hmm. industry is so beautiful, so beautiful. And I've like gained so much from it, but like, I don't feel like, like I do coach, I do coach, but I, there's so, it's also so different, you know? And I, so anyway, when, when, um, COVID hit and we went to quarantine, I again, got this download of like, you're supposed to work on this course, the wild beauty way. Um, and that's when I started working with Viola, who we, sure your coach, coach. You're, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you, you're still working with her, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Viola was like my support through all of this. And I, again, like it can be hard because I, I feel like I, I rely so much on this remembrance and don't always move what, know what I'm moving towards, but I know it's something. So I just have to like, listen. So anyway, um, so I, I kind of went full force into working on the wild beauty way. Um, and as I was working on that, I realized that I, what I am supposed to call myself as a wild beauty guide. And that just sort of like came, came full force. And as I embraced that, even more of my medicine came through and even more of what my message that I'm supposed to share and even more of the wild beauty way came through. Um, so anyway, the wild beauty way (laughs) is it's basically like we, as a human being in this, in this physical world, we are whatever you want to call it, spirit, light. I like to think of it as radiance inside of a human body, which is, which is the earth, you know? So the wild beauty way is about connecting to our inner radiance, really, really connecting to that and learning how to bring more of that into our physical, physical worlds, physical realm and caring for the physical realm in a very sacred way, caring for our bodies in sacredness, caring for our homes, caring for our environments, making sure our environments are in alignment with us, you know, and one of the concepts from it is, is what I call shed, nourish, adorn. And it's that we're always expanding as, as souls in this universe, you know, we're always growing. And oftentimes what keeps us from being able to access our full potential is the layers that have been on us, whether it's things in our physical, physical realm that we haven't let go of, whether it's habits, patterns, thought patterns, you know, so oftentimes it's the shedding that needs to take place, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and, and again, like going back to when I left on my bike tour, starting to tap into me was like when I started to shed, shed, shed. So shed and then nourish, like what is our being calling for, for nourishment? What is our spaces calling for, for nourishment? What is our soul? What is our our body calling for, for nourishment. And then adorn is like the spice of life, you know, it's like the fun it's, um, or how we're adorning our spaces. So it's been really beautiful because I realized as a wild beauty guide, once I realized that it's like, oh my gosh, I was already doing that with hair. I was already helping people let go of what wasn't them and nourish them, you know, and adorn themselves. And it always felt like this deeper thing. It was the the part, the emphasis and the mainstream beauty of the sort of like shallowness of it, that was what I didn't mm-hmm. identify with it. But I was like, oh my gosh, I've, I've been this, you know? Um, so anyway, I created an offering. It's kind of cool, but 
I've been able to tie wild beauty so much into hair. I created an offering called Shad Nersh Adorn. And um, it's like, basically I, I give my clients some prompts the night before, um, some journal prompts on, on that. Shed, what are you feeling? You want to shed, nourish, adorn. And the haircut is like a, an opportunity to be like an anchor into that, like a physical representation of that and a chance to just bring more of your spirit to it and be really present. And I turn off all the lights and put on candles and we have, they, they, if they want to share what they journaled, they, they share with me and, um, I take them on a journey where I drum and sing medicine songs and it's just so beautiful. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that when you do something and you just feel like source is coming through you or it just is like, it just feels so magic and <laughs> I can't even, yeah, I can't even put it into words. Um, and then we have a hairbrushing session. Like it's a lot of emphasis on, on learning how to be, you know, mm -hmm. I think we get focused so much on doing, yep. but when we return to being, that's who, when we remember yeah are, you know yeah, like so when you talk about hair brushing I mean yes it is something that is like it, we have to brush our hair like we have to brush our teeth like we have to do when we take it out of being a checklist item and into yes. like this is the time I think often people um have these weird ideas about like what meditation is or what space is or what self-care is but it really is these little moments for mm -hmm. yourself that could be anything. It doesn't have to be eyes closed just on a, you know, lotus flower with candles yes. and all the thing. Like even um, some Melissa led us through um, some breathing right before we started. Just a couple breaths to neutralize, you know, settle in, yes. think in. Like it feels so good. And we run around and we forget to do those things. So I think that we I forget. Love, yeah, what you're doing. It sounds like such an experience and so unique, but also probably the most natural thing that we could do. I mean, women have been cherishing our hair for centuries, right? Forever. Yeah. I mean, it's always been part of rituals, I think. Yes, totally. But I think it's something... I think that we've forgotten about the care part and mm -hmm. infusing the care into the self-care, you know? Even like hairbrushing, I feel like that's a lost art. Like... I, I don't know. I didn't brush. I like, I would like kind of like comb my hair as little as possible, you know, but I feel like hair, like I, I use it as such a self-care practice. Like I like, I love to connect it with my breathing and like inhale and exhale and, and it pulls the oils through your hair. Like it has a purpose. It's so good yeah. for your hair. Um, and I just, I, for so long, I tried to figure out how to love myself. I was like, how, I like, how do I do this? You know, I was reading book after book and saying affirmations in the mirror and mm -hmm. I just like couldn't figure it out. And when you finally do, it's so much simpler than you think. It's like, how do you love yourself? You show yourself love, like through loving acts, you know, self-love isn't self-love without the love. Self-care isn't self-care without the care, you know? So it's like, how are we doing these things? Are we doing it as a to-do? Cause it's not what we're doing. It's how we're doing it. Are we doing mm -hmm. it as a to-do or are we doing it with the care are we putting the care into it you know because just like children and animals they can sense when we're not giving them our full presence our being can sense that too when we're yeah. just cheating ourselves out of that you know so yeah. I think it's so important I love that I think that I mean that makes so much sense and yeah it's just like these little things that we can do because you know when you are behind the chair you are such a giver and not mm -hmm. only are you like giving so much of yourself but you're taking on all of 
these things from all these other people and it's good and you want to do it and and that's fine but you also have to kind of protect yourself and yeah make sure that you're getting as well totally totally even like starting and ending our day behind the chair and in sort of like a ceremonial way I, I think has helped me so much I used to just like you know come in do my clients and like get out of the sauna as like fast as possible because I was like so hungry and <laughs> I now like really try to make an effort you know like I I come in and I light candles and I light Palo Santo before my clients and I brush my hair to get my body and then at the end of the night I I do that same thing. I make sure that I'm like winding down and closing out the day to really close that. So I can leave that here and be like, okay, now I'm going out into the rest of my life and um, thank you day. You know, (laughs) I just think it's really important to, to take our breaths and and be, and yeah, have our moments. Cool. So what is next for you? What is next for me? So I feel like I have like, (laughs) like I said, like, yeah, now that I feel like I could write this business plan, I feel like all these different elements of that seem so separate in my life, they're coming together. And, um, but my hub is, is Rome is, and I am this, I'm, I was going to do it last summer, expand my retail, but because of, I closed, you know, due to COVID, um, the plan is now next summer. Um, so my focus right now, my main focus is, is getting that going. Um, I'm still working on getting the wild beauty way into an online portal, but I don't know if I'm going to put it out that way first through an online portal, or I'm, I'm definitely going to have in-person person workshops here when it seems like a better time mm-hmm. for gathering in the world. Um, so my long-term folk, like my long-term vision and plan is Rome is meant to be a gathering space. Like it's just so, it's so special. And when there's community here, like you can just like feel it. So um, I want to host monthly seasonally workshops here um, with the theme of the wild beauty way and then have guests in here. Um, And then my house out in the Sierra Valley, like my extended, this might not be for a year or two. I want that to be a retreat house. So the Rome wild retreat Mm. house where you can really go and be and, just like really settle in. And I, I love the the dynamic between the the two areas that I spend time in because Tahoe is, it has a, it can have a kind of like go, 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 like hike that peak and do these things. And out in the Sierra Valley, it's a more kind of like settled and like almost this romantic, like I never thought that I would be interested in bird watching, but <laughs> I'm like, I want, there's the most amazing birds. And I'm like, I want someone to take me bird watching that like knows, you know, so it's a yeah. totally different vibe and it's only an hour away. So I think it'll be perfect oh, cool. for, you know, so I, I really just like want to build a village around Rome and have that be another offering. And um, so, yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of, that's kind of the plan. Yeah. What would you give, um, what sort of advice would you give to somebody who is maybe feeling lost in the industry, but, you know, knows that they want to be here in some aspect, but they're quite, they aren't quite sure like what it is they want to do or how they want to do it. How would you advise them to kind of like come into themselves and figure that out? Yeah, I think I would invite them to use the shed, nourish, adorn, like have a little journaling session and even just starting with kind of like, like if say if they're a hair 
artists. I don't know. Is, is this podcast for more than just hair artists? It's for really. like beauty I mean, people so more to it, but, but yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, okay, yeah, so. people listen to it and get tidbits from it, but it's just stylists that I interview. Yeah. Okay. So even just starting like at your station, like, is there anything that you could shed? Is there like, I used to have like all these bins of stuff and now my station is so just like simple and it feels so good. And so what could you shed from there? And how could you bring some nourishment into it? Like, how could you, you know, clean it, take care of it? Like, and then adorn, adorn it in a way that feels very authentic to you. Like very, very, very authentic. And I think, you know, that start looking at that behind the chair. How can you bring, it's about bringing more of yourself. You know, I, the way that I do hair and the experience I have here at Rome is like nothing that I've ever seen, you know, and that's why I had to like, just create my own thing. And it it didn't come overnight. I didn't, I wasn't just like all of a sudden, um, I didn't just all of a sudden know how to put all this together. Uh, It's real. it's really a, like, it takes time to deepen and to, to get to know yourself that way. So I think like, just start bringing more of yourself, more of yourself to your clients, more of your authenticity. Um, and, and yeah, really just looking around at your spaces and, and making sure that you're nurturing them and, and that you're nurturing yourself, that you are taking time for that self-care. Cause like, it's just like products. Like what do we sell the most? The products that we use, you know? Yeah. So how can we sell self-care? And I truly believe as hair, doing hair is self-care. I really, really, really do. And I think we should promote it in that way rather than like, oh, those roots, like come get those roots done. I think we should promote it as like, this is a sacred time for you to be and just receive, you know, but how can we promote that if we're not doing it ourselves, you know? So I think really, really upping our self-care, really just making our life self-care. So I think, yeah, I think that's my, that's my two cents on it. I love it. And where can people find you on social media? So I am, I am not that active on social media. I went through a, um, again, like that spiral energy sort of thing. I, I had a little bit of time earlier this year where I was putting out more and kind of experimenting with it. I feel like my, my life, my work is very much like on the ground. And mm-hmm. so social and social media is kind of like an afterthought. Like I, I do love to write. So anyway, with that said, I am on um, Instagram at the wild beauty wild with a y um and rome wild r-o-a-m-w-y-l-d um and i plan on i plan on putting a little bit more energy in once i get everything settled at rome but it i'm not i'm not an online person building that way but i you can find me there i I share i share stuff i do love to write i feel that you can get a vibe for me and yeah (laughs) yeah even the stuff that you've already put on there like that is a good starting point yeah 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 lots of great information well thank you so much for being with us and sharing all of your love i think it's like yeah definitely a real gift and i hope people really take it to heart and you know it's one thing to like hear things and get inspired by things but it's another thing to take real aligned action and um really take care of yourself right yeah yeah so you know I, i with that said i would invite whoever listens to this to take one thing if you got, if you felt something in your soul, if you felt a little remembrance or a little ping, a little breadcrumb, take one thing. Maybe it's doing the shed nourish adorn journal prompts. 
maybe it's cleaning out your station, whatever, take one thing and just do it because it really is the simple things. But mm-hmm. like you, you were saying, it's those simple things. It's, it's the simple things that add up over time. So, yeah. So yeah. That's, Perfect. That's what I would invite. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. This was like such a, such a treat. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you liked it, and I know you did, please don't forget to leave a five-star review. I love hearing from other stylists, so take a screenshot of the episode and tag me in it at Mindful Hair by Emily. If you have a story to share and would like to be on a future episode, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. We'll see you guys next Monday with more Stories with Stylists.